Hello, cronies, and welcome to the Halloween edition of Sideshow. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. And I got a rock. Rock hard. So, what are you? Anyways, so this is, this like I said, the Halloween episode. want to talk about a bunch of things, and one thing that I threw out to Joe the other day that we're just going to hammer out right now is there... Other than Monster Mash, a universally accepted Halloween song. No. Not even close, is there? I can't think of one. I mean, every one of these, and we will dive into some of them, Halloween specials had some some songs, some great songs, such as... <laughs> Are you referring to the worst witch? I uh, Joe just showed me, and I can't believe I've been able to get through 48 years of my life. Actually, it came out in 87, so we're talking, I've been able to get... 86, sir. 80, 86, the last 31 years without knowing about Tim Curry and this Canadian production of The Worst Witch. Uh, it is awful and awesome at the same time. Hey, anything can happen on Halloween. A dog could turn into a cat. Yeah, your dentist could turn into a queen. Has anybody seen my tambourine? Those are the lines from the opening number. But yeah, we were talking about that. It's like I was over at Joe's and my little soul squashers were getting a piano lesson from Joe's oldest child and... I'm like, hey, maybe we'll have him do a Christmas song. And then we started talking about, well, it's close to Halloween, Monster Mash. And then is there anything? And there's got to be tons of bad attempts. Well, I guess not really. I mean, from what I can tell online, you know, Marilyn Manson put out a song in 93 called This is Halloween. But that's not a kid's song. I mean, I think the only other ones you'd, you'd have to cheat in order to get the other ones. Because I think, say, for example, like, da 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 Da, 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 da. It, right, it's Halloween theme, but it's not. I mean, and this is Halloween. This is Halloween from oh, right. Nightmare Before, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. But it's it's not like people are like when you turn on the radio at Christmas. Like it's not like people are turning on the radio this week, and every station is playing a version of that. I know, right? But um, I mean, the Monster Mash is just. I think. I think after the Monster Mash debuted, I don't think I think every other songwriter just to said, "Hey, after, hey, look, it's done." Well, yeah, thank you. We're we don't need to write a perfect Halloween song, and because it's been done, and that song is so it 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 predates me, and it's still great. Bobby Pickett, still, still, still great. I mean, there's lots of things that are really old that are still great, uh, like the, you, like me. Oh, you. Uh, it was movie night at the library the other day, and you know I took the little guys. They they showed the that Shrek movie. There was a it was fun. I've seen it before. Like Disney's villains, like they take over the park. But you know Charlie Brown's, you know the, the, the great, great pumpkin. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah, I mean like you referenced earlier that I stepped on. I got a rock. <laughs> it's still great, you know, and it's still completely you know completely campy, you know, completely dated, you know. Well, it is and it isn't, you know. I love how they're all the same, you know. It's like, and and we did that growing up, you know. You didn't plot and plan weeks, months ahead for your costume. It's like, well, what's around the house can you be? It's like, well, you play football. This year, you're a football player. Yeah. Go out and get some free candy. <laughs> yeah, that reminds, yeah, it reminds me of uh, the Adam Sandler sketch on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Look at me, boys. I'm a, I'm a crazy one-armed man. Now, give me some candy. <laughs> I'm plant man. Right? Look at me. I'm a plant. Don't deny this plant some candy. 
Uh, but really, it, it for me, for me, uh, Halloween has always been. Uh, again, I've used this before. It long before the Super Bowl was a Super Bowl for me. Halloween was a Super Bowl for me. I to this day sadly have a real serious candy addiction. It started when I was a kid, and when I say it wasn't unusual to be loved by anyone, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was the dancing, I think, that got you. Uh, I always went out two times, sometimes three times on Halloween, and I would come home from school. It, it was barely dusk. People were just getting home from work, and I'm knocking on doors in my first of two or three wardrobe chain. I was like Liberace, just changing wardrobes in between. Did you number. save the blackface for last, though? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> well, it was the 70s. We weren't as progressive you were, in Wilmington. You were, you were being Maybe. Sammy Davis. Yeah. No, exactly. um, like Billy Crystal could do it, you could do it. Hell yes! But seriously, I always Halloween was always you know my biggest jam. It was it was absolutely great. Um, what were the big Halloween costumes when you were growing up? Uh, again, you know where we were, uh, it, it was whatever was around. And I and I cannot believe I'm saying these words. Uh, my mother pitched the idea all the time. Why don't you guys be hobos? <laughs> when is the last time you've heard the word hobos seriously used? Uh, I, when I was visiting your mother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that was the you idea. You look like a hobo. It's like we're mismatched, unfitting clothes. I mean, she was way ahead on the rap culture. <laughs> you know, pants around the ankles. Shirts too big, uh, but that was her whole idea. I mean, we didn't have any money, so it's like, okay, here's these old clothes from your grandfather, or whoever, completely outdated. Just go around, and here's you should bag. look homeless. <laughs> you know? And I was like, we are homeless, mom. So I'll just wear my regular clothes. Uh, I do remember one year. Uh, I think two years in a row, I went out as Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica, the original. You 1980 know, Starbucks. You know, yeah, which was which was uh which was great. I mean, I, I love that. But you know, the other thing that Joe and I were talking about, and this is um just two old grumpy old men talking, it just stuns me that and like in Charlie Brown, we're six, seven years old. All right, have fun, stay close together. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> well, that was the way it was. Uh and I think I don't know for what ha- I think it, it was around my generation in the '80s when the stories started to go around about the, you know, the razor blades being handed out in apples and poisoning the candy. Um, you know, those sorts of stories started to circulate, and that's when that sort of fear culture started to creep in, which is now deeply rooted in my generation's. Uh, psyche when it comes to parenting our children. Right. So now we're afraid to let these, you know, beloved children of ours out of our fucking sight for 10 minutes to go to presumably safe neighbors' houses within our living area to collect candy. And it's funny, where we grew up in Wilmington, very wooded, you know, places, and it's just funny that you would just be gone for like three hours just knocking on strangers' doors, you know, a half a mile away. When when you're eight years old, a half a mile is a good, you know, hike. Uh, And we would have, we would take uh, sleeping bags and we would come back with full sleeping bags of candy and stuff. But it's like, you were knocking on like 
50, 60 stranger stores and, you know, secluded wooden areas. I wonder where your sugar, your sugar addiction started. Oh, and, and the sad thing, it, it began in a day or two. Mm-hmm. Like, like honestly, just stay up eating it until you crashed and then just eat nothing but sugar like the next, you know, few days. It reminds me of that Simpsons episode where they bring home this mountain and mountain of candy. And then it was like the next day. And the kids are like still picking away at the candy, and you know Homer's like, or Marge is concerned about the the kids eating the candy, and she's like, no, you shouldn't be eating all this candy. Um, we, you know, maybe, do you want to give it away though? And they're like, no, and then they just <laughs> crawl back onto the mountain and keep eating the candy. And, and that was what it like, like I said. So I would go out crazy just by myself. Then I would come back, and there would be, you know, most of the neighborhood, my old neighborhood, you've now met through this podcast or or the years, like you know, Mike and his brother Jack and stuff like that. We would all go out in groups, and then I would go back out a third time, and and just wear one of the other kids' costumes and go back out if they didn't want to go. And now I was knocking on doors at like 4.30, 5 o'clock, and now I'm going back and it's like 9, 9.30. It's like maybe a half hour to an hour since the second to last trick-or-treater came by these people. They're, they've called it a night. They're ready to go. Their lights aren't even on. And then it's like, uh, here, just just dump the rest of it, you know, in there. So I'm and, – and, and, I did that up until I trick or treat it well past like the respectable age going out begging for candy. Did you care whether or not the house that you were going up to knock on had their lights on or not? Or was it just like everything was fair game? Everything was fair game. Right. Like I didn't know rules and protocol. Did and you ever trick it? Um, not until high school. Like, like, and at that point, Halloween took on a completely different, you know, I remember one year um, all the grocery stores wouldn't it was it was easier to buy beer than eggs than eggs yeah. they they would not sell eggs to unaccompanied like it didn't matter if you were in college or something if you didn't have grandma with you, you were getting eggs period the end yeah uh, do you have what was your favorite halloween i didn't have one no i honestly when i grew up i, I grew up with the monsters I, honestly like which is halloween in and of itself but my parents were much older uh, as far as parents go uh, and they weren't the most social people, so I was not taken out trick or treating very often. Even though, like, I had like you know my my older sister, but she had her own family started. But I didn't go trick or treating with them. Um, yeah, so I was just sort of like left to my own devices. And then you know when I started meeting up with Jim in school, we would uh, we would go. I, geez, would we go trick or treating? I don't know if he was a big. He must have been a big trick or treater, but. Yeah, I don't really have many memories of trick or treating. I remember like dressing up as like George Jetson one year because it was one of those shitty Kmart, you know, here's a George Jetson in a bag, here's a mask, you know, put it on, kid. But like, talk about the lamest goddamn costume you can buy George Jetson like he's the bu- button pushing <laughs> dad on a Futuristic like honestly when were the Jetsons on like was there a revamp like, yeah they, new, they were they making, revamped them in the 80s and, and they came back I don't really remember that yeah um but uh honestly I don't I think we were I think uh, our local like my school had like safe Halloween kind of night things you know so Joe and I Joe and I are uh, you know a few years apart and that didn't start in our towns till later yeah like I was past that you were trick or treating in the seventies I was trick or treating in the eighties right right yeah. so so yeah by the early I was doing it through the early eighties like yeah. eighty one eighty two right you know 
2017. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, but then now they started all that safe stuff after that, you know. And it's one of those things. It's like how much of it was urban legend, how much of it was real. Right. Well, let's talk about let's fast forward to since we're on the trick or treating thing, the time that you and I took our kids to go trick or treating uh, in our neighborhood. We were uh we hadn't moved to Cutter yet, and we were. Vi- I think we were just back here visiting I think from it was LA, like twenty eleven, and because because Squishy met, might have been two and a half. Like I, maybe he no, because he was walking because he had the juice box outfit <laughs> management made uh. this really great, great like you know juice boxing. Um, maybe if I can, well, well, I will post the picture. Um, we'll blow, we'll blur out your kid's face. We'll put a big like you know European black bar over his eyes. <laughs> um, uh, the oldest one <clears throat> was a zombie, and yours were. Uh, uh my oldest was a, a Dracula, and my youngest. Well, oh God! What was he? Was he an Ewok or something? No, gee, I forget. But what were you, Joe? What were we? Yes, we were Ghostbusters. Uh, the best part about it is, you know, Joe had, you know, for for both of us, the full on you know, Ghostbuster outfits with the proton packs. But the best thing is, on a recurring loop, he had the Ghostbuster theme playing the entire time, which we never tired of. No, I mean that's the one greatest invention is the iPhone. And the and the and the best utilization of which is to blare Ghostbusters on speaker while walking the streets with your children dressed as a Ghostbuster. And, and truly, and I'm not kidding when I say this, uh, the little guy's you know juice box costume was awesome, and there was some fun costumes that night. But didn't people not lose their shit when we came up and we knocked on the door with them? Like people pushed past their children <laughs> to take pictures of Joe and I in the full-on Ghostbusters. These outfits. are these these are impressive. I think I'll I, I I dare say these are impressive Ghostbusters costumes. The proton pack. I have an inflatable proton pack that came with like one of the shittier costumes. So I threw the shitty costume away. But I have. Like the flight suit, the patch. It says like my name or Venkman or something on the yep. name tag. I think I had fashioned a trap, a ghost trap out of yes, like, duct, you ta- did. duct yes. tape and um, like colored electrical tape and a tissue box. And um, yeah, no, I think. I think that's my only costume ever is a Ghostbusters. Why costume. would you need another one? I don't know. But seriously, people are like, oh, great, another Dracula. Oh, look at that! Wow, you guys look great coming out taking pictures. You know, I thought it went a little too far when they reached in the kids' bucket and took candy out and gave it to us. I mean, I thought, but that was I ate the candy. That was so much fun. But you've run down a list and. I'm not sure if you thrilled and delighted or scarred me for life with a couple of the Halloween specials you've stumbled upon. You know, the Gar- well, for me, the Garfield Halloween special was one of them. I don't remember that yeah, at all. Yeah, that was like 85, 86. So you were like, you know, you were... I was doing were, high school... I, I was trying to buy eggs on the black market. <laughs> you were egging my house <laughs> while I was watching that cartoon. Um, the Paul Lind Halloween special? See, uh, Joe and I are... Fans of uh, of Paul Lynn ish, you know we we love the voice, we love the anti Semitic stories about. No, him. we don't. No, oh, no, oh, we, love the, the we love the stories. We love the stories about anti Semitism. Don't really love. No, no, don't really hate, but we Not. don't really love. But it's like we love the Paul Lynn stories, and the voice is just so for an old. Yo, guy like me, it's like I always love the voice. I love how you point out. It's like, here's my impression of Paul Lynn. Here's my impression of Roger from American Dad. Yeah. 
He's um, he's a character, and honest to be honest with you, I know the Paul Lind uh, Halloween special exists. I haven't watched it, and I don't know if it is watchable. I know that I think Gene Simmons from Kiss makes an appearance, or maybe Alice Cooper. Somebody makes an appearance, but just the, the, just the thought of Paul Lind Halloween special dollar sign. Uh, let's watch them both and rate which is more watchable, that or a Wookiee Christmas. Oh. <laughs> what is it then? A Chinese New Year? Uh, April Fool? May Day? Pay Day? Uh, VJ Day? Groundhog Day? Smile when I get warm. You, uh, you can smile, can't you? I'll give you a hint. It's full of witches and spooks and strange creatures of the night. Oh, sounds like Hollywood Squares. <laughs> we go through this every year. You know perfectly well what holiday it is. Okay, okay. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Will be. I don't know if it was technically a Halloween thing, but I think it was. Kiss did a horror movie, and they shot at Six Flags in Valencia, California. I forget oh. the name, but they had a, hol- a full-on, you know... Oh, like like, a Kiss Carnival kind of thing? Or? It, it, was a, it was a Halloween movie, but it was oh. set at Six Flags. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, have to, I have to research that. But then there were like, the, 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 the ones that caught my eye were like the Fat Albert Halloween special. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> here's, <laughs> so, here's some jello with roofies. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, too subtle. If you can, <laughs> I don't think they're going to get the joke. There were a couple of Muppet Show episodes that featured Vincent Price... Uh, Alice Cooper, but I don't know if that's yeah, Halloween. I mean, special. how long? How long was Vincent Price Halloween? Since like the sixties or fifties. I, I mean, that was a good long run, right? What? Where, where, where he was every Halloween special, oh, commercial. He, he's, he's this, he does the he does the rap on Thriller. Yeah, thank you. Indeed, he does. Yeah, we won't be playing that on kind of. We don't want to get sued by the ghost of Michael Jackson. That in seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> It's because Thriller isn't Thriller. I mean, it's an okay song. It's something that is a visual medium. It's, yeah. You have to John Landis directed it. He was, I mean, if there's a couple documentaries out there. Uh, Michael Jackson loved him and always wanted to do something like that. That was, that was an unthinkable budget at the time for a music video. I, I think he saw American Werewolf in London and said, yeah, just give me John Landis. And let's do this. Yeah. And oh oh and let's get Vincent Price. <laughs> right, exactly. I would love to, Michael. <laughs> That's my fucking stupid Vincent Price. Voice. You can do it better. Try to get Vincent Price. I would love to, Michael. <laughs> now do Paul Lynn. <laughs> I would love to, Michael. Oh. <laughs> Where do you keep the little boys? <laughs> oh, they're by the jelly. They should call this always land. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this took a really twisted turn off the rails. Woo! But let's get back to the action, shall Please we? Please do. I don't know. There were a couple of other things that popped up. I mean, we could talk about... You mentioned the worst witch because I mentioned the worst oh, witch. I, 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 I'm going to. like So I, so uh, my management lived for Rocky Horror. She was part of a lot... Rock, it's, it's been... 15, 20 years, but I can't tell you how many times we have to, now that we've moved back and she's reconnecting with different friends, it's like, oh, we're going to go meet this person who I used to do Rocky Horror with. Oh, this person, we're going to a concert in a few weeks. 
And she's so excited because it's all these Rocky Horror things. So she loves the whole Rocky Horror thing. And so when you said Tim Curry, you know, she was almost, almost upset, almost your management upset with me for not having seen the Goonies that I would <laughs> dare to even ask her if she knew about the, uh, you, the insult- Wars Wish. you insulted her intelligence. I really did. I really did. Yeah. But I, it, it's, I'm going to watch it because it's mesmerizingly, uh, I wonder if the entire, movie is as wonderful as that three and a half minute music video that's online the bar is pretty high yeah that, that bar is pretty if you got three and a half minutes just go to youtube and watch that opening i think we fast forwarded to the good part <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about it's all good bar. <laughs> uh, the pac-man halloween was a thing ghostbusters obviously they were and they were halloween episodes of the real ghostbusters cartoon uh, the the Sam Hain episodes or Sha- it's it's really pronounced like Shamine or something like that. It's like some Celtic god or something. But it's, it, basically, the character is a pumpkin-headed ghoul who brings the ghosts back and tries to bring on the end of the world. And you know, he might, he wants to make Halloween every night. You know, which kind of leads me into Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, is- I mean, it's it's. I don't know if it's my third favorite christmas movie or if it's my favorite halloween movie you yeah. know it's probably second behind the charlie brown one uh but it's great i mean but is it is it i mean what percentage break it down it's not 50 50 but is it 70 30 60 40 it's probably somewhere in the 60 40 range it's, it's kind of like titanic is it a love story or is it a tragedy you know or is it like an is it like a you know love uh, is tragedy joe tragedy. love is tragedy <laughs> um so the biggest thing we miss about living in L.A., aside from our great friends who are listening, is going to Disney on a regular thing. And they would shut down the Haunted Mansion. It's probably my second favorite year-round attraction, you know, next to Skipper Dan uh, and the Jungle Cruise. But I, we love the Haunted Mansion. But it takes them about two or three weeks where it's shut down because they completely redo it f- for about, you know, October 1st through the end of December. So three months of the year, it's a nightmare before they've, I don't know how long they've been doing it, but since we've been Disney's season ticket holders for a decade, they've been doing it. And it's great. And it is crazy. The first day that it becomes the nightmare before Christmas, Haunted Mansion, the line stretches from the mansion to the front gates of, of Disney. Like, the first day it opens, if the park opens at 9 a.m., and you're not in line by 8.30 for it to get through the turnstiles before it actually opens and run to it, you're going to be in line for a few hours. Um and it's great. It, it, it just is. But that, that's probably my favorite thing, you know, about Halloween. You know, but if there's a newer special that I really like, uh, I highly suggest, like, uh, Monsters vs. Aliens Halloween special. That, oh. I think, in, like, the last decade plus is the one, like, Shrek's done one, and there's been a bunch of other ones. But the Monsters vs. Alien Halloween special, it's really great. Is like, there a Toy Story one? There is a Toy Story one. Actually... Uh, we saw that the other night at the library. They showed the Toy Story one, they showed the Shrek one, they showed the uh, Disney villains and Charlie Brown. And the Toy Story one is good. The Monsters vs. Alien ones, I really love. The mm-hmm. Toy Story one is good, though. It's Yeah, no, it's one of those things where, you know, there, there were kids there for movie night ranging from like 3, 4 to like 10, 11, maybe, maybe, yeah, probably 10, 11. Uh, and the younger kids were 
truly, truly scared with what was going on. So that was great. I d- I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Simpsons Halloween specials. Specials that that the Treehouses of Horror. How many have they done so far? How long has well, the show been on? Twenty six seasons, twenty seven seasons. So I think they're at Treehouse of Horror twenty seven. That's fantastic. And I think in later years, those would be the. The season openers, because Fox would show baseball in September and October, right. and then immediately, as soon as baseball was over, Fox would premiere the first Treehouse of Horror, which would kick off that season of The Simpsons. And, oh my God, the first the first dozen or so Treehouse of Horror episodes were just classic, like, off the wall, like, perfect playground uh, a perfect playground for those characters and and memorable like even though there were parodies of other tropes right. and stuff it was just they were all fantastic you know uh, I, uh, which ones which ones would be your favorite Can, do any come to mind yes all i mean uh and like you said it's it's just a straight up parody of the twilight zone how to surf man oh right you know? right there's some space dust on here <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes uh the, what about the monkey's paw where um, Homer finds a monkey's paw in some sort of like weird, somewhere some weird like Arabian bazaar, and uh, he, the monkey's paw grants him like four wishes, and each like each Simpson gets a turn at like you know wishing for this thing or that thing, and then you know things are going awry with their wishes. So you know Homer in his infinite wisdom with his final wish, he grabs the monkey's paw. And it's like I'll fix this. All right, I want a turkey sandwich. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want any zombie turkeys. I don't want to be turned into a turkey myself. And I want it, you know, right now. And he picks it up, and it, it metamorphosizes like right before his eyes in midair. And he picks it up the sky, and he goes, "Hmm, all right, yeah, not bad. Turkey's a little dry. The turkey's a little dry. Oh, curse it, Paul." <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I can't believe that that was at the top of the list. I can't believe we just didn't do a whole sideshow about Sims. I mean, we got twenty six of them to choose from. I know. If we gave each one of them one minute, we'd be going over on time almost. What about the one where Lisa has the science project of the? Um, she does, she has that tooth in the petri dish, and she zaps it with some static electricity, and then. The next morning, she discovers there's a civilization that <laughs> yeah. lives there, and then all of a sudden, all the people think that she's God, and so they shrink her down to size using a debigulator. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go back. I don't want to be small. <laughs> well, that would require some sort of a rebigulator, which the very thought of would just make me laugh out loud. Why? <laughs> <laughs> See, Joe, Joe does not. I just like need his excuses voices. to do voices. But those, are, please keep. Um, you know, Halloween also used to be when all the horror movies would come out, like the the real Halloween, oh, for yeah, instance. The horror, yeah, yeah, like, 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 yeah. For instance, take it for instance. Yeah, Halloween, and that's still a thing. And it's like, and of course, you know, keeping with with that tradition, Stranger Things, which you know comes out on the twenty t- tomorrow. Right. It, it premieres tomorrow it on does Netflix. Premiere, premiere, Take oh. everything off the schedule for the weekend. What weekend? Exactly. Watch Stranger <laughs> Things. You can have a three-hour window to watch The Patriots, but other than that... Why would I want to watch an awesome show about four kids growing up in 1984 dressed as Ghostbusters going trick-or-treating? Yeah, no, it's not, it's not your thing. No. Maybe not your thing whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, no, that's something fun. But here's here's one thing that I've I've recently thought of. It, you know, zombies and mummies and, and horror and, and 
all the all this stuff, witches used to be a Halloween this time of year thing. Now it's a year round thing. Between like The Walking Dead, um, there's constantly a new horror movie coming out and stuff like that. But but The Walking Dead, for instance, the two things, and I don't know if it if it is is well, I'll just put it out there. Like cosplay has completely minimized Halloween a little bit. It used to be a really special thing, but now a freak like me who only owns, you know, basically, basically cosplay for, it's Halloween every day for yeah, me. How many bat suits are in your closet? Honestly, uh, between, you know, for me, for me or for the family, because the little guy probably has four, four different, completely different, variations of the bat suits from uh blue batman from like you know brave and the bold he has a chris nolan you know uh dark knight one he has you know an old adam west you know i was gonna say batman 66 yeah batman 66 one um yeah so he has a bunch of them um you know i have the i'm not you know i'm not ashamed at all in fact proud to admit i have the one piece sip up Batman pajamas, ladies, with a cape, you know, with, with a cape. But that's the thing. It's like we were talking about on uh, this week's sideshow. You went to Retro World, and there was some cosplaying going on there. We got you know Comic Con coming to Rhode Island next month. A lot of cosplaying. I mean, does that diminish a little bit about the specialness? Um, I don't think so, because for the most part, oh, well, maybe I don't know. That's a good question because for the for the most part, it sort of gives. You know, though it gives adults a reason to cosplay outside of Halloween, and it maybe saves Halloween for the kids. Do you know what I mean? Or, I mean, I, you know what? That's a good question. And you know what? Maybe the answer is yes. It does sort of diminish the allure of Halloween, or it makes Halloween fucking step up a little bit. A you little know? bit. You know, like like okay, yeah, we cosplay during the year. That's great. That's all fine. But now it's Halloween. This is it's Bring this the is the A-game. Oscars of. Of cosplay. Yeah. Management a couple years ago, uh, she was in Cutter, and <clears throat> she made, I mean, just the silhouette. And I can see if I can find the picture and post it. She she made a, uh, a Maleficent. Her Maleficent outfit is so good that the silhouette of her outfit on the ground, like just the shadow of it, is effing awesome, and it was all homemade stuff. It was it was incredible. But yeah, like that's what you say. We always dress like just a family. It's 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 just all we own is is this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you step it up for things like that. And <laughs> and Halloween's more of a local thing. You you know you these are people you kind of maybe interact with on a more daily basis than you would say at Comic Con. Like Comic Con, you're there with mostly strangers. Uh, it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's a, it's a larger scale and you you kind of get lost in the shuffle. Whereas here you get to impress somebody who isn't dressed up, a, a, you know, being the person that you're begging candy from and you basically get to see their reaction. You get to see their like immediate, like, oh my God, that's so great. Yeah, and no, that's fun. And you get to see that like 40 times. <laughs> Whereas at Comic-Cons, it's like, oh, you're Melissa. Your Maleficent isn't as good as the fourth Maleficent down the right, row. Right, right. You know, I don't remember in the uh, Woolworth commercial, um, were they did they sell the sexy nurses outfits there? And when exactly did every outfit for women at the stores, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, come with the sexy before the name. Uh, I think around 2000 
Yeah, around 2000. I think the, when the Man Show premiered, okay. <laughs> essentially. Because, because that's the funny thing. It's like you go into these Halloween shops that pop up, like in a empty store at the mall, or you know what I mean, a store that like it, it's empty. Like all of a sudden, it's it's this colossal warehouse costuming thing that is great. But almost every costume made for women has sexy cop, sexy nurse, sexy Spider-Man, like everything in front of it, you know? Um, but that was always one of the things that I did, you know, when, when Halloween started taking on a little different meaning when you were in like high school and college and stuff like that. And after college, like how, you know, before, and again, I'm older, but when, you know, when cosplay wasn't a huge thing, um, year round when you couldn't go to a different Comic Con every weekend and see 18 slave Leia's that was one of the real treats for Halloween it's like oh this is just great because every girl just went that route you know yeah I, and I tweeted this out a little while ago but there's a local liquor store near us called Save More Liquors and they had do these funny marquees and this month's marquee is hot costume 2017 sexy liquor store sign <laughs> I, uh, oh, speaking of Disney again, one of the best costume group costume things I've ever seen. Uh, oh, we went, we would go to Disney all the time, and we went uh, on a Halloween a few years ago, and. I was, and I, here I thought I was original, or here management thought she was original. I went as a red-shirted zombie from Star Trek. Uh-huh. And then so many people like, oh, are you part of that thing? I'm like, what thing? And I looked on YouTube, and there was a group that had just been there that had all red-shirted zombies who did Michael Jackson's Thriller. There, there was oh, like was maybe, maybe 30 of them. Wow. Uh, so it's funny. So we're walking through the park, and just as we're leaving, and I'm all zombified, you know, in a red shirt and lipping, um, some guy comes walking the other way with his wife, and he's dressed as like, you know, Kirk. Like we're talking old school. And my manager just points to him and starts yelling, It's your fault! You sent him down! <laughs> the dude and his wife lost it. They just, and he's like, I'm so sorry, it's hard. You know, he went right into character and it, it was really, really great. But that day, I think I saw my best, uh, the best group ever. It was maybe seven or eight, eight or nine uh, pirates. I mean, completely Jack Sparrowed out. They look like extras right off the set of Pirates. They looked absolutely amazing. One guy, head to toe, Pittsburgh Pirate outfit. Ah. And, he, and he's like, I misread the email. Oh, he wasn't zombie Roberto Clemente? He, he was not zombie Roberto Clemente. Well done, sir. Well done. But when I saw that, and I'm like looking, and I'm like, oh, dude, can I take a picture? And he, I mean, he must have been asked a thousand times. But, I mean, it was old school hat glow. I mean, he looked like he walked off a baseball card in, like, 1964. <laughs> it was absolutely, absolutely wonderful. I mean, what one other one big thing that we probably should touch on regarding Halloween in this area is the town of Salem. Yes, which uh, I think I said a couple weeks ago, I mean, all the libraries have different Salem witch trial, X, Y. And it's funny, we went to one at the Barricka Library. It was very interactive. Like, it was only a three-person theater troupe reenacting the trials, but everybody in the room was either a witness or, or part of that. Like, you, you, you all got, like, different scripts, so everybody had, like, a talking part coming in. Crazy thing, completely sidebar. Um 
Salem Witch Trials, do you realize what it absolutely, at the end of the day, what it was really about? What? It was a version of the famous um, Jack Nicholson movie, Chinatown, 300 years earlier. It was all about a water grab. Like, the all the people who are, or not all, because it was widespread, but where it started in Salem, where the hysteria grew from, m- most of the people who were originally accused of being witches had the more fertile farmland because they had, like, rivers and streams and they had easier access to water. And the people on the other side of the town who basically want... It was a land grab. It was... Yeah, they told their small children, you know, who are very impressionable. And back then, you know, probably more impressionable and stuff like that. No internet back then? No internet. Superstition. Uh, But anyway, the Salem witch thing. And Salem... I can't highly, more highly recommend going to Salem this time of year. And at the same time, don't fucking go to Salem at this time of year. Because there's one road in, one road out. And if you don't hit it at the right time, it, it's honestly, it's worse than LA traffic. Yeah. And people come from all over the world to Salem, Massachusetts for this time of year. And it's funny, they have some monuments set up for where. They think the trial happened, uh-huh. and there was a famous hanging tree. That's uh, basically, you know, after they gave you a fair trial, then they hung you. Uh, but they're not really sure where that tree is, so they think they've been able to composite together. So some of the monuments there are just kind of sure it happened here. Uh, right. How, how, how do you know it didn't? Right. There's a lot of asterisks on that plaque. <laughs> um, I will tell you, you know, the the two biggest Halloween memories are our, our good friend John, F and H. He lives where he lives, it's a really, really nice neighborhood in, in Manhattan Beach. When I say he will go through five thousand pieces of candy, it's a really, really upper class neighborhood and they have all these walk streets so there's no cars on it so every other street you know it's a walk street and then an alley between the two adjacent streets and then a walk street and so it is completely completely safe when i say the best cosplays come by there but you will he'll he'll sit out there everybody sits out there you have blocks that all go in on decorating their houses, almost like as much as a whole neighborhood will get together and do Christmas. Yeah. Where they are, it's all Halloween. It is mesmerized, but it is crazy how many people come through there. And I'm not kidding. It's like we're talking a, a couple thousand people, a couple thousand kids will come by. And John's great when you get the older kids just walking by. It's like, no costume, no candy. <laughs> Keep <Yeah>. walking. <laughs> you know, put in a little effort. You know, go to Woolworths right. and, and spend the dollar seventy nine and get yourself a G.I. Joe costume. Did you have any um, like haunted house experiences, like homemade haunted houses? We want to go all the way back to episode four of Carnival Personnel <laughs> called uh, Daddy Issues. Oh, boy. Uh, you know. Forgot. <laughs> Sorry I asked. No, no. It's great because the, one of the happiest memories ever. It's probably my, probably the most lasting memory. Uh, my dad loved Halloween. And it's the one thing he went crazy for. And we had a garage and he would, you know, he would he was a carpenter. He would build he built a coffin. He would make himself a mummy. The whole thing was creepy. I mean, even if you four o'clock in the afternoon with the lights on, he had this thing absolutely down. And he would just, you know, the coffin was propped up 
And then he would, you know, when a kid would be walking up the driveway, he would slowly open the door and come out as a mummy, get some candy and put it in your thing. And it had the sound effect, you know, thing playing. I will never forget because our driveway was a pretty steep incline. And the girl who lived, you know, diagonally across from us, you know, next to our friend Sully, uh, she's walking up the driveway. So I'm... Five. I might be six. She might be four. And when my dad came out, I don't think her feet hit the ground before she got to the house. And it was one long sustained scream. <laughs> Just and I mean a blood curling absolute, absolute scream. It sounds delightful. It was great. It was great. That I think was my favorite Halloween, you know, thing. Uh but but now like we we you know we do. We've gone to all the um, haunted hay rides. We've done a haunted hay ride with the boys last year, and they've done some really cool stuff. I don't think they were really ready for how great those. I mean, you're in the woods of the woods. So I think we were like in Nashville, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And there's no lights in any direction. And these people, honestly, you're just going and it's nothing. And then somebody running at the thing with a chainsaw with the blade off it, but they're hitting the side of it. And it's still sparking you're the right. side of the metal and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Uh, do you you guys going to do anything like that? No. What pussies? <laughs> oh, if I was a president, I could grab you. Anyways, oh. but... uh. No, we'll probably do something like that. But, yeah, you guys must do, uh, you know, the older one, haunted houses with his buddies or nothing. Nah, no. They're not not, uh, haunted house horror movie kind of kids. What was your favorite horror movie? Just to wrap up the Halloween theme. I didn't, never really liked, you know, but I do remember seeing um, Dawn of the Living Dead. Like, you know, and I think it was one of those, I, I, I think I'm, 12 or 13 at the time and somebody hired me to be a babysitter that night so they could go out and it was just on TV. I believe it was either on the movie loft or just <laughs> some TV 38 like late night movie and I I don't think I slept for a couple days. Yeah. I, I, I really I, I think maybe that was why to this day I don't like horror movies. Wow. Yeah, I would watch uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger, like the Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, I think was probably the better, the, the probably the best one in my opinion. I think I never really watched Friday the Thirteenth or Halloween, although I did like Child's Play, Chucky the Doll. So our kids are now ten and seven. I think it was like two or three years ago, so like four and seven, and we were at universal's horror night and they had all these different things and we were going through some fun house thing it was like a lot of black lighting and a lot of uh some strobing like the spinning walls and the two things the one thing that scared us is like you were going through this one room and it looked like this green wall with like polka dots all over it and just as you get like halfway through there was a person standing like in a green suit with polka dots like blended into the wall who would just come out and almost grab you but they can't Scared the crap out of all of us. And then the next room, there was a couple clownish, creepy things. So management is, is anxiety is high. And then uh, they hired some little person who they dressed like 
Chucky, Chucky yeah. who comes running. And to this day, if somebody mentions Chucky or there's a commercial or there's a doll that looks like that, both boys will say, Mama, remember? And when I say, oh much like that four-year-old who screamed in Wilmington in 1978 that still resonates in my ear or 76, uh, management screaming because you weren't expecting it, you know, because it, it's it's a little person. Yeah. So, you know, barely up to your waist, like running through with an, I mean, it, it looked like a 120 pound, three foot Chucky. Wow. That is terrifying. It, it really was. It, I, I wish I saw it myself. That It's, it's terrifying and uh, fantastic at the well, same time. It's funny because management was, there was a, a family from London that she was nannying for at the time who like wanted her to come and they paid to do the special VIP thing at Universal where you have one tour person taking you through the whole park. I mean, there's thousands of people there and there's part of the park that is only for, like the back lot. They take you and they have all these things for the back lot. Um, if you, if you've seen the back lot at, at Disney, like the tram ride, you know, where they have the crashed plane from, um, Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds. Yes. Like they had all these people who were like, you know, bodies just strewn every, and every now and then a body would just get up and start following you because they were zombies. Uh, we were pushing a stroller. Like, like, like our little guy was like two. I don't think he was three. The oldest one was like, you know, he, he was maybe five at the time. And when I say there were so many people who were like, oh my God, you have a baby in a stroller. You people are awesome. And we're like thinking, or awful, right. <laughs> you know, or because our because he's now ten and he's still to this day scarred, scarred, scarred for life. life. Uh, but it was, it was, and I remember specifically what got him. It was like, you know, uh, it looked like a or like twenty-ish, like you know, half gutted, like you know, bleeding, dead, you know, man and woman halfway hanging out of a crashed car, and the guy just, you know got up out of the car and just started walking towards him. And it was like, oh, my fucking God. I cannot believe how fast I can run. Because <laughs> you know? like I've told them, I don't have to outrun the zombies. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> Parenting tip of the week for Halloween. Oh, my goodness. Final thing, your top three Halloween candies. Um, They do not anymore make... um. Charleston uh, Chew. The Reggie... Yeah. No, they make mini Charleston Chews. Yeah, They've made joking. a little bit of a comeback, um, which one of my favorite candies, clearly my favorite dance. Um, you know, they used to make <laughs> a Reggie Jackson bar. Right, Reggie bars. That were absolutely great. Those were my favorite. Then there's Halloween ones that are just like, I just associate like Halloween with. I don't think they make baby Ruths except around Halloween. <laughs> Dude, I mean, seriously, when's the last time you've had a baby Ruth? Um, last Halloween. Or when you've seen them. Right. There's, there are some things. Uh, I will tell you what I'm not a fan of. Candy corn. I knew it. Did are you a candy it? corn guy? No. I'm not. No. Well, I'm not a candy corn guy until I'm like five candy corns in. I'm like, eh. Right, right. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, and seriously, there's got to be some kind of conspiracy uh, between like candy corn and big dentistry, <laughs> like like that is just like every bag of candy corn is just six cavities waiting to be filled, and they look like varying decaying teeth. Right, right. Nothing about it says, yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna feel good about this life choice of eating this. Although I do remember distinctly, I had you know 
little bit of OCD growing up, and I would eat the candy corn in the layers. Like I would nibble off the white end first, and then I'd go to the orange and the yep. brown. Yeah. Um, and then of course, I never went to the dentist, though. Did your parents ever actually check the candy? Or was that just the no. bastard's excuse to pillage some of it? Oh, I'm going to check this. Check it to see what you like, you a-hole. <laughs> no, I don't think my parents ever checked the candy. <laughs> I mean, with my younger son, he has food allergies, so he doesn't eat. Like, he goes trick-or-treating just for the experience. Like, he literally cannot eat anything that comes out of his Halloween bag. But daddy can. <laughs> daddy, daddy likey. Legally, can you punch somebody who gives out pencils? Are you allowed to? We might be those punchable people because uh, my management is going to put out a blue pumpkin on our... Um, it's like a teal pumpkin they sell them pre-painted. Apparently, they're supposed to signify allergy-free homes, which is fine. Or translates to? Boredom. <laughs> Fun-free. Fun, yeah. Fun-free zones. This is where Halloween dreams come to The die. most eggable house on the block. <laughs> yeah. just I I would just get out in front of just toilet paper the whole thing. Right. Get it, you know. We got it covered. Thank awesome. you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. But seriously, I remember growing up like, it didn't happen often. Uh, how about... How about uh, and I don't think anybody does this anymore. And again, because of like the whole urban legends, or maybe they're not urban legends. But you used to when I was a kid, people would make cookies and have little like you know saran wrap things where you get two or three cookies. And nobody does that anymore. Can't no. You it's know? just not. Yeah. Which I think this was a conspiracy planted by Big Candy. Big Candy. Yeah. I think the Mars Corporation got together with the. Uh, Alex Joneses of the world and, uh, you know, spread these rumors and lies back in the 80s to make people, you know, adhere to buying their candy. From and by the way, is this month three now of the Halloween displays in stores? Like, when was the first time you started to see this year the Halloween displays going up? Okay. Was it early September or late so August? let's see. Fourth of July was on a Wednesday. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, no, and, and it's it is. It's like I I was not expecting it. it uh, during back to school shopping, Target was m starting to make the space. Like so, so our little guys went back to school the last week of August, and you get the the list of hey, we don't have all the money to be buying things like glue and stuff. So here's a list for everybody to bring in. It was about a week or two after that that they started to consolidate the back-to-school sections and make room for the costumes. So we're talking September 10th, something like that? That sounds a little bit more reasonable. I'm pretty sure that I walked into a stop-and-shop in late August, and I saw the bins of Kit Kats. Oh, that stuff. Yeah, they got, yeah. They got that out early. No, but like this isn't like generic... Kit Kat. This is like Halloween themed. Right. Kit no. It, it, or the bags where there's like three kinds of Halloween candies in one and yeah. stuff. Where they sell all like, they'll have like dots in, in one bag. But even like the schmantas you buy for Halloween, like those, uh, you know, like the decorations or Has anything. Anybody bought a bag of candy, one of these big bags of candy for Halloween to give out and not opened it immediately <laughs> upon getting home? <laughs> I mean, I mean, how many times do you buy candy? Oh, look, they're having a sale on it. I better stock up now. And the day before Halloween, oh, fuck, we hate it all. I'm sorry. No. Oh, fuck, I hate it all. In <laughs> September. <laughs> I know. The, and nobody asked, but my favorite was Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, okay. The Peanut Butter Cups, the full cups. Yes. No. Is there a difference between the full cups and the mini? Uh, like, is know. there a difference? You sound like Harvey Sh Weinstein over Sh there. <laughs> 
How do I sound like Harry I don't Wong? know. The Just because I'm touching your breast when I'm asking you this question. So I, but, I didn't say stop. <laughs> so, but but like the chocolate to peanut butter ratio in the minis versus the full ones, does it make a difference? Yeah, I like the full one. Like the big, regular, normal size peanut butter cups are the shit. I mean, they're just classic. You and the, like the, even the commercials have it right about how people eat them in different ways. Yep. And yeah, I, I love that. I, I relate to it. I, I get it. I would I would eat it like a, almost like a cookie. Like I would eat the the top layer. Like I would like it. It, it was like surgery. Oh, by the way, there is such a thing. Uh, speaking of candy surgery, there's a uh, YouTube channel in which they take candy. And this was featured on Tosh.0 a while ago. They, the guy takes candy and then like surgically opens up the, 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 the wrapper of a Kit Kat bar and then surgically like dissects it with like a, you know, an X-Acto knife. And then it's, it's fascinating. It's just absolutely fascinating. I don't know why that just popped into my well, head. Well, that's going to kill the my afternoon. Right, exactly. Um, he does it with like all these different types of candies and it's uh, mesmerizing. And now I want candy. Why didn't you bring candy? I, why did I tell you to stop bringing candy to the podcast? <laughs> Regrets. I've, I've had, had a, a few. few. But then again, too few to mention. Um, hypothetical question. You have a house that's fully decorated. It has a soundtrack playing, has the, the, the lights that shine on the house that make it look like a ghost is flying by, has some props in the backyard, or the house next door that does shit but gives out full-size candy bars. Which house are people going to say, that's the best Halloween house? Of course, they're going to go for the shit house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and you got to think, like the neighbors around the people who like give out the full, you dick, just one up and a fuck you. <laughs> and uh, anybody who knows those full-size candy bar house, please you know, tweet us at the Opti Grabber, the Jacques Four. At or, Opti Grabber. Or Carnival Podcast. Yeah, why not? Um. I'd say, you know, have fun and be safe, but I, I don't give a fuck. You right. Know, you know, um, eat all the chocolate you possibly can and stand as close as to uh, the people wearing the sexy nurse's outfit. And, and uh, kids, you know, when you, when you go out there, you got to you know, be, be careful. It's a bag of glass. It, it, it says it, right on it. And then, uh, you know, invisible pedestrian. Look at it. It's a, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, 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 all the kids love it. How about, how about Johnny Flame on? It's just a <laughs> bag of oily rags and a lighter. <laughs> Oh, there's too many too many avenues to go down for Halloween, but I'm glad we traversed down some of them. Hope you enjoyed it, and um, do not forget... You have just been the greatest. Thank you for making me feel wanted. And thank you for inviting us into your homes tonight with our Halloween special. I hope we were a howling success. In case I don't see you for a while, to all you little monsters out there... You have a happy Halloween. <laughs>